This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Episode 665, A Lucilius Parable, Driftwood and Tallow. When Lucilius was young, he took work aboard a ship. He was a grunt position, being the ship's boy, and being the youngest, he was tasked with every manner of tedium and grime, leaving him little chance to learn the true ways of the ship, gazing up every day at the taut sails, seeing the men haul their lines and mend their ways. One evening, exhausted, he sat with the cook in the galley, his only kind shipmate at the time, and watched the cook go about his busyness of food. The ship had already had its fill, and most were grogged down for the night, and Lucilius, eating last, savored the food only by being too tired to rush it into his ravenous body. The cook removed the lid from a pot, and with a ladle skimmed off some tallow. The cook blew on it and tasted it, smiling, and then extended the spoon to Lucilius, who sipped off the rest. The hot fat was delicious to the two. Good stuff, the cook grumbled through his crooked smile. And then, well, he said, looking at the boy, Lucilius, feeling the nudge for a lick of conversation, when you're going to be more than just boy? Lucilius looked at the ancient man. He shrugged his shoulders. I just do what they tell me, he said. The old cook gave him a dissatisfied look. He turned back to his pot and skimmed off a little more tallow, lifting it and then pouring it back in slowly. Know why tallow floats to the top? The boy Lucilius shook his head. Because it's so good. Yeah, you need water like what's below, but a man'll go far longer on tallow than he will on just water. The old cook looked seriously at Lucilius. I've seen it myself. Man'll just shrivel up, no matter how much water he got. But tallow does far more for you. That's why it rises for us. The boy Lucilius struggled, listening to the old cook, trying to understand what he was saying about the hot fat. Be like tallow, boy, and you'll rise. For the next week, Lucilius pondered the cook's words as he went about his work. And one evening, after stand-down, Lucilius was tasked by the bosun to recoil lines along the rails. He was left alone as the crew went about their frivolity down below. He'd yet to deal with lines, and no one had taken the time to show him. Nor had he paid much attention when the older sailors had been at the work. He unhitched the coil and let it fall to the deck, and then he began to unhitch the line from its cleat, unaware of how much weight it was holding. He came to the last turn, and the line began to pull, and it sucked Lucilius straight into the rail, pinning him as he winced in pain at a trapped hand, keeping the line from feeding more, but totally unable to move. He gasped heavily for breath, looking skyward, trying to figure out what heavy piece in the rigging might fall because of him. Then, with a quickness that Lucilius could not fathom, a strong hand threaded round and clapped hold of the loose line behind his hand, and another holding high above teased the angle till Lucilius's hand was free. He fell back to the deck, gasping. The captain stood tall above him, and with dizzying speed the man had the line held fast again. 
Then he turned to Lucilius with a flat smile. He grabbed Lucilius's pained hand and examined it. Then he looked Lucilius in the eyes. Let me show you. And with that, the captain led him through the maneuvers of the line held fast, explaining how and why it was cleated, what it was connected to. And then he coiled the tailing line perfectly and hitched it, then stayed with Lucilius as he went through the same maneuvers and made him do it over and over until the boy Lucilius had it right. Good, the captain said. And then the man turned to leave. Thank you, Captain, Lucilius was barely able to say. The captain stopped, turned, and looked at him. The captain motioned with a gesture to the whole ship. All this, he said, shaking his head. Without us, it's just fancy driftwood. The next morning, Lucilius arose before all the others, who were not on watch, and he went to the galley to prep the cook's work. Then he went to the forepeak and helped organize the bosun's keep. And he started on the cruise chores early, polishing the ship's metals before getting to his own work. And he kept at the extra work, day after day, rising early and turning in late. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly. And you can do this on the support page at tinkeredthinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.